0: Good evening, good evening on this awesome Sunday evening. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. And uh, this is the last service in January 2021. Can you imagine, I said it this morning, that 31 days has passed like boom, it's over and done. That's how valuable time is. Paul addressed the church in Ephesus and he says, redeem the time. Afrikaans, quip the eight. He says, because this day is going to be evil. Oh, my word, we live in evil days. So redeem the time. Now, this morning we spoke and, mm-hmm. and I help you to understand certain things because, and I made a statement to say, the future is now. We need to move forward. You cannot move backwards. Now I have the powerful prophetic word here that Pastor Cedric Taylor from Memphis Koinonia Christian Center and we've preached there and he released a powerful word that he posted and he says, church, (laughs) he said, I just heard the Lord say, windfall. Definition of that is a piece of unexpected good fortune, book typically one that involves receiving a large amount of money. That's what that windfall means. He says, you are literally about to have a windfall of blessing. Now, can you see God's perspective always different from the world's perspective? What they say is doom and gloom and going down and getting more worse and more poverty and, oh, my word, all these negative stuff. Now, it's real, but we are in this world, not from this world, and we're here to change the atmosphere. Oh, my word. Listen, it goes on, he says, you are literally about to have a windfall of blessing. Unexpected money and open doors are about to blow your way you're about to enter what can be characterized as unprecedented blessings. And he said, get ready for some of the best, the times of your life. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now, Kenneth Copeland's prophecy, and what's amazing about the word that he gave on December the 6th, 2020, was that God says, and he said, he heard the Lord said, he said, Jesus is shouting, Recover, (laughs) oh my word, I love that, that word recover. He says it's the recovery of the healing ministries, recovery of health, recovery of prosperity. (laughs) My word, this is phenomenal because Isaiah 42 verse 22, New King James Version says, but this is a people robbed and plundered. That's what the devil tries to do. How many of you are robbed and the enemy tries to plunder your whole life? He says, all of them are snared in holes and they are hidden in prison house houses. They are for prey and no one delivers for plunder and no one says, restore. He said, and then he heard Jesus said, restore, restore. Oh my word, I love that. He said, because it's the here of the local church. Say it's our here. Say it's my here. Say it's my church's here that we gather to do great and mighty exploits for God. Now, Pastor Lee, he said, it's a here the Lord told him to decree (laughs) for the next dimension where you want to go. Oh, my word. And don't miss tomorrow the keys of faith because I'm going to share the power, the power you contain. And then he said, <laughs> Amos chapter 9, verse 13, that's gonna be the suddenness of God. God's gonna do a quick work. <laughs> and when God operates, you don't need to walk around how God's gonna do it, when God's gonna do it, and who, through whom God's gonna do it. God just does it. I can tell you how amazing this God is that we serve not Mickey Mouse, not Buddha, not Allah, the God, the Lord God of heaven and earth. (laughs) Tonight, and I just do a recap about this morning, and I said, the enemy wants to get you out of what God said. And then when he gets you out of what God said, And he wants you to rob God from blessing you. Now, I explained that this morning because God is in need of nothing. It's all about honor. When I honor the word, when I do the word, when I operate in the word and I follow the instruction of the word and I honor God, my word, and I do what God instructed because God's word is final earth authority hear the word of the Lord God's word is final authority and that's why we don't need a second and a third God's word is the final authority because the battle is always from Genesis chapter 3 until the time that we are in now it's a war of words <laughs> And it's always a war of words and a war of choices. By word, that is so powerful. Because when you understand this concept of God in Genesis chapter 3, when God spoke to the serpent, to Satan, and he told him, the seed of the woman, Jesus, is going to crush your head. So you are... <laughs> fighting against a devil with brain damage. He's got no teeth. His back is broken. He's disarmed. He's got no arms. He's defeated. He's got no feet. <laughs> He's overcome by me and you, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. <laughs> Very important stuff to understand the principles of the word. Now, we said this morning, because Matthew 6:33. And let me read again the the foundation scripture out of Psalm 11 and verse 3. What can the righteous accomplish? In other words, what can we do if or when truth's pillars are destroyed? Did you just get that? Truth's pillars are destroyed. That's why the battle is going on. The thief comes when? Immediately to do what? To steal the word. He's afraid the word will get root and is sowed into fertilized ground to produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or a hundredfold more. He says, When truth's pillars are destroyed and law and order collapse, yet the eternal one is never shaken. He's still found in this temple of holiness. Reigning as the Lord, <laughs> my word, and king over all. The psalm, he says, he's closely watching everything that happens. And with a glance, his eyes examine every heart. For his heavenly rule, Ooh, what God said, will prevail over all, He will test both the righteous and the wicked and exposing each heart. Now, I don't know who of you had to discover during this lockdown, lockdown time, my word, I need to make adjustments in my heart because serving God is not only a mind issue, it's a heart and mind issue. And when you understand it's a heart and a mind issue, you cannot love just somebody out of your mind. When they disappoint you, oh my word, and they do all kinds of stuff, you cannot be so, de- you can switch it off. But when it's a heart issue, you have a grace, an unmerited favor. <laughs> you always want to restore. Now that's the heart of God because <laughs> the principle of First Matthew six thirty three. <laughs> it's a connection. Between seeking the kingdom and worship, everything we do is worship unto the Lord. (laughs) That's why David had the revelation. He says, I will not bring unto my God a sacrifice if it doesn't cost me a price. Wow. Now, whatever is driving you tonight and for the rest of the year, listen. Whatever you are seeking after is indirectly being held up by you as valuable. In other words, what you classify as very valuable in your life. Listen, family, that's the thing you will chase after. Because if it was not valuable, you will not chase after and make lavish sacrifices And you will not have, it will not be an effort. If it was not so important, it will be a very big effort to do it. Whatever you are seeking first, listen, then it's not only been held up as valuable, it is so valuable and desirable that you are putting it first. That's for the reason, first things are significant to God, that you hear how God said, he said, I am a jealous God, he's jealous about you, he loves you so much, he doesn't want to share you with anything by word that will take away your time, your money, your heart from him, <laughs> so are we seeking tonight God and his kingdom first, now, that's the key to the supernatural blessing. And you will hear more prophecies comes out like Pastor Taylor and Pastor Lee and uh, Dr. Pastor Kenneth Copeland prophesied. You will hear more because the key to his supernatural blessings is that we find God and his kingdom so valuable and worthy. Come on, somebody that not only do we seek after God and his kingdom, but at some point throughout our day, we seek him first. Now, the word first, let me just help you again to refresh your mind because we finish tonight with this series of first. Uh, It's the text in the Greek. It means chiefly, first of all, looking backwards then you will see the word uh, 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 first fruit in Hebrew in the Old Testament means foremost or first in time, in place and order of importance. What we put foremost, first in time, in place in order of importance in our lives, that is what's, how your life is going to be. So we've made a decision to give ourselves that He can have our hearts and everything connected to us. So keep on making Him first God's kingdom and His righteousness. Now, this is so phenomenal when you you suddenly realize all these things, that it's God's way of doing things. Now, I said right in the beginning, From Genesis chapter 3 until right now, in January 2021, going over to February, the whole thing, it's a war, say it's a war. That's why Paul says we war not against flesh or blood, but against principalities and forces and power and forces of darkness. Satan and his fallen angels. Now, in Proverbs chapter 18, if we understand, if he says, it's a war of words. Proverbs eighteen twenty. Oh, my word. When I went to Rhema uh, to the conferences and the services, and I was already a pastor, and these are all the foundational stuff that helped me how to come out of a mess. And turn it into a message. <laughs> How my test becomes my testimony. Because if you can allow the word. It's the words that we speak. And Proverbs chapter 18. It says in verse 20. A man's moral self. Shall be filled. That's chapter 18 verse 20. Shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. What hell will a man's moral Myself be filled, it says, with the fruit of his mouth and with the consequences of his words. So every word you speak, you're gonna reap the consequence that came out of your mouth. He says he must be said and he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. Verse 21 Death and life. He first said death, he didn't first say life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's why it's a war of words. And they who indulge it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. Oh, my word. That is so phenomenal. In other words, it's a war of words. And then it's a war of choices. My word. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 37. Listen what Jesus said. He said in 36, but I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give account. Did you hear that? We're gonna give account. He didn't say for certain words, he says, for every idol, inoperative, non working. Word they speak, he says. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. Why did he say how, Because I smoke a cigarette. <laughs> by your words, by your words. Now please don't say Gustav said I can smoke. Smoke if you want. I've got nothing to do with. But he said by your words. You're going to give account. That's why it's a war of words. It's a war of words. It's a war of choices. Because Deuteronomy chapter 30. That's the principle of verse. Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says and God speak. And it says in verse number 9. And the Lord your God will make you. Abundantly prosperous. Did you just pick that up? What will he make? Abundantly prosperous. In every work of your hand. In the fruit of your body. Of your cattle. Of your land. For good. For the Lord will again delight in prospering you. As he took delight in your father's tent if you obey, now, God said, this is what I want to do, but this is the key, that unlocks the blessing, in other words, Satan wants to rob you, you. he wants you to rob God, of pouring out, what did we say, (coughs) abundantly prosperous, hell, this is the key, If you obey the voice of the Lord your God. He didn't say if you only hear. If you obey. He says to keep his commandments and his statutes. Which are written in this book of the law. And if you turn to the Lord your God. With all of your mind and heart. And with all of your being. The whole man to put God first. For this commandment which I command you this day is not too difficult (laughs) for you, nor it is far off. It's not a secret laid up in heaven that you should say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear and do it. Said it's not a secret. He says, neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us (laughs) that we may hear and do it? The word. But the word you need now (laughs) is where? Very near you. Now, the word very near in the Bible is described as this out of the mouth of God. He says, that word is very near you in your mouth and in your mind and in your heart so that you can do it. Where must the word God's instruction be? In my mouth, in my mind, and in my heart. He said, see, I have set before you this day life and good and death and evil. If you command If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, then you shall live and multiply. Then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land into which you go to possess. But if your mind and your heart turn away and you will not hear. Wow. But drawn away to worship other gods and serve them. In other words, when you don't keep me first, if you don't follow my instruction, If you put money and your time and your car and your business and, 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 and before God, he said, then you start serving other gods. My word. He says, then I declare to you today that you shall surely perish and you shall not live long in the land which you pass over the Jordan To enter and possess. Verse number 19. Now this is very serious stuff. I can close now and say. Amen. Let's go and sleep. I call. God says I call. (laughs) Heaven. And earth. To witness this day. Against you. That I have set before you. Life. And death the blessing and the curses. Then he says, therefore, choose life. (laughs) What must I choose? Earth is called as a witness. Heaven is called as a witness. And the only thing that can operate in this realm where we're living in is the word in your mouth, in your mind, and in your heart. Because everything you do, earth has a witness that God said, I call heaven and earth as a witness, life and death, the curse and the blessing. He says, therefore, choose life, hell, that you and your descendants may live. And may love the Lord your God. That's how you choose life. Love the Lord your God Obey his voice and cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, my word. So it's a battle between words. It's a battle between choices. Come on, somebody. And when I understand, am I going to take the risk like a Peter to get out of the boat or walk on water, Peter made the right choice, or am going to stay with comfort that's sometimes so horrible that I became used to horrible and think that's all what life has in store for me. Now, the whole thing, what God was saying, and I'm coming to a point, it's a test of the heart. Everything, because Satan is the what? He will test you. He will try you. He will he test Eve with the word. And he said that God says, not Lord God, that God says. He tests, he tests the water, but the acid test is. He's the Lord God. You are a diamond, you're not a fake. <laughs> come on somebody and because he knows that it's a test we said this morning God's word final authority God Jesus was God manifest in the flesh his word final authority he said in John chapter 10 I am the door I am the door then he said the thief only comes to kill steal and destroy I came that you might have life and have it in abundance And then in verse 11, it says, I'm the good shepherd. So he's the door and he's the shepherd. Now, what I have learned in my life is that doors is an opportunity from God. That's why in January, the principle of first, the first thoughts, the first time of the day, the first day of the week, the first week of the month, the first month of the year, the first portion of my money Listen, it's a door to promises to come. Now, now, Satan knows it's a door. That's why Jesus said he's the door. If you go through, anybody that tries to go not through the door is a thief and a robber. Jesus said that in John chapter 10. And when he said he's the door, that means this night, <laughs> my word, Door is a uh, opportunity of God. Now, Paul says this in the message translation. He says, a huge door of opportunity for God or for good work has opened up <laughs> for me. He's, he calls it a huge door of opportunity. So a door that Jesus said is the door is for the opportunity. Now, now, <coughs> what will hinder me of stepping through that door is distractions from other people. You can never base your foundation what other people experience. He tried that faith business <coughs> and it didn't work. He tried the confession to say, I am what the word says I am, and he went more down. It didn't work. Somewhere there was a force to hinder him not to experience the fullness of God. Let me tell you, maybe unforgiveness, maybe bitterness, maybe withholding back, maybe not generous, maybe rob God from the opportunity to bless him. Malachi chapter 3, what we shared on this morning. Get this morning's message. (laughs) Listen, distraction from others. Say, don't be so serious about God. Life is there to live. Man, you cannot God, God, God all the time. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's the only door. <laughs> That's the only life that we and me and you can live in the time frame that we are in. Or the enemy will open a strange door. A door can be, They can also be a trap from Satan. Now, Peter said something and then Jesus responded. He said, my God, hinder that. And listen, in Matthew 16, 23, out of the New Living Translation, Jesus said, he said, get away from me, Satan. (laughs) You are a dangerous trap to me. Jesus said that. He said, you are a dangerous trap to me. (laughs) He says, you are looking at things merely from a human viewpoint, and not from God. That's why the enemy is afraid you will choose a new future, a future in Jesus, and that's a great future by making him first. I said this morning something. If we always do what we've always done, Then we'll always be what we've always been. And God's method is change. Somebody shouts "Say change. So the fact that the principle of first is a test. Because it's more about the heart than about money. People say, do you want money? No, do with your money whatever you want to do. Go to Nando's. Go to Burger King, go to McDonald's, buy yourself whatever you want to buy. Get heartburn and spend your money on anti-acid tablets. And uh, then you need laxatives to take you now out of that condition. It's not about money. It's about the heart. God's not in need of anything. God didn't even need us. But he wants us. Wow, oh, the fact that he wants you didn't need us. He said, I can speak a word and a legion of angels will come while he was hanging on the cross. But he wants us. That's different. Now, yeah, now that means when it's more than money, it's my heart. It's a test. It's your will or God's will. It's, not, it's nothing in between. It's your idea or God's idea. It's your word or God's word. And you decide what you're going to do. Now, what you will always find with the word, the word explain the word. Before any blessing comes, there's instruction, a requirement. There's first the instruction. And that instruction have a test. I'm going to show you now in the Bible. And then after the test, follow the promises, the blessings, the abundance of God. In Genesis chapter 22 and in verse 1, God gave Abraham and Sarah this boy. And, uh, you know, (laughs) Abraham was a very willing person. (laughs) Him and David was two characters. (laughs) His wife said, go to the slave and help God. He didn't argue. He went. He was very willing. (laughs) David was dying. And they don't know if he's dead. They say, just throw a woman in his bed and then you'll see if he's dead. (laughs) Now, this is a test. Genesis 22, 1. After these events. Now, you can read 21 and 20 and his whole journey. God tested. God tested and proved Abraham and said to him, put him on the test. So God tested him. Then he proved him with the instruction. And that's what I said. Satan wants you to rob, rob God to bless you. Malachi chapter 3. It's not a preacher's word. It's not a lofty word. It's not a just a Christian chi 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 word. <laughs> It's a God word. It's an instruction. Because the instruction has the key when I follow to unlock the superabundant blessings God wants to pour out in your life. He says, and he said, he called Abraham and he said, here I am. The only way how any child of God who seek the kingdom, who put God first, his kingdom first, and do it God's way, whenever God calls your name, you will almost always answer, here I am. And then God gave him the instruction. Take now, God said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Whom you love. Take your only son, (laughs) your, 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 only son, Isaac, he had another son, but this was the one that God recognized, not Ishmael, Isaac, the only son, Isaac, whom you love, go into the regions of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt, now the burnt offering is one of the highest form of offering, you slaughter, you cut it in pieces, you burn it to ashes, you cremate, you barbecue, you toast it, and God said, that's what you need to do now with Isaac, he says, and offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham, verse 3, some people's Bible read now like this. He overslept in the morning. He didn't prepare anything. And he he just said, I'm not gonna do it. No. The Bible said he rose up early, he took the donkey, the Jerusalem taxi, his like. <laughs> Cadillac. Uh, you know, uh, the the people in the Bible time have Cadillacs already, before Cadillacs was in America, that's called a a camel, (laughs) he says, and uh, he rose early, he took two of his young men with him, his son Isaac, he split the wood for the burnt offering, then he began the trip to the place of which God has told him, and on the third day he saw the place, and then Isaac, he left the servants there, and Him and Isaac went further, put the wood on Isaac's shoulders. And he said, and Isaac said to him, here am I. He said, Father, here am I, my son. Isaac said, see here are the fire and the wood. But where's the lamb for the burnt sacrifice? And then Abraham answered. He said, God himself, God himself will provide a lamb for the burnt offering. So here they went. They saw the place. Bolt the altar, Isaac helped, he didn't even know yet, he's the one. And then the next moment, Abraham must have said to him, Isaac, you're the one. And Isaac was a young man, now not a little boy. He could have fight his dad, but he understood covenant, and he laid on the altar. Abraham pulled the knife. Now there's something that you must pick up. It's a test of the heart. The first fruit is a test, it's a test, it's a test. If you pass that test by doing it, hear what God said. (laughs) He said there in verse 12, in verse 10, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took hold of the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he answered, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hands on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know (laughs) that you fear and revere God, that you've passed the test, that you love God more than your son. What is in your heart today? If it's not the word, there will be something that you love more than God. He said, since you have not withheld back from me, Withheld back from me. Or begrudge giving me your son. Or do it with an attitude. Willing and obedience is the key. Your only son. Then Abraham of course looked up. And he saw the ram. And uh, then he did the ram as the sacrifice. And so Abraham called the name of that place. The Lord will provide. And then the angel of the Lord. Called to Abraham from heaven a second time. And said I have sworn by myself, says the Lord. Wow. That since you have done this, put me first. <coughs> that was his dedication, his devotion first, early the morning. He says, I, since you have done this, and have not withheld from me or begrudged, giving me your son, your only son, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of the heavens and like the sand of the seashore and your seed, air, will possess the gates of his enemies. The seed, we are the seed of Abraham. We are redeemed from the curse, Galatians chapter 3, that the blessing, that all the blessings of Abraham can come upon us, come upon us, come upon you. And in your seed, now Christ, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. <laughs> and by him bless themselves because you have heard and obeyed my voice. <laughs> Family, viewer, listener, this is so profound it can change your entire life if you understand the principle of the word it's a test it's a test God tests him for now I know and from there that's why Proverbs 3 9 is a test honor the Lord (laughs) with what? With your income. You see. Now. I mean. I don't need your money. I need money. But I don't need money. (laughs) If you understand what I'm saying. Because we do great things for God. But it's a test. It says here in Proverbs 3.9. Oh my word. If you can just understand. Because this is going to set the course for the rest of your 2021. He says in verse number 7. Be not wise, be not wise in your own eyes, reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil, evil, the influence, looking from man's perspective, like uh, Jesus told the Satan, you're looking from human perspective, not from God's. You see, this is the problem we battle with because we have too many wise people in their own eyes. We want to impress. I'm not here to impress nobody by the grace of God. I'm here to change a nation, change the world, make history for the glory of God. And it can only happen when God has my heart. The word is in my mouth, in my mind, and in my heart. He says in verse 9, under the Lord. What does the word "under" means? <laughs> that means something you stand on with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. Not certain, all your income. That's the test. The reward is this so shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. Our grandchildren was here today, Gabriel and Kayla, and they said, Opa, we've seen this principle work in our lives every week. Russell and Andres had a miracle uh, of the car paid off. You see, the principles work. Preston sowed a seed to pay for the next month's building here in South Africa. And he sent me a text uh, because he was working two jobs now. He's in the real estate also. He was selling a house. <laughs> 298,000 American dollars was approved, <laughs> accepted this week. He sold it, what, two weeks ago? The principle of first. Amos 3.19 is working. We see it in our own lives. Every day it works. So I'm not coming to you with somebody's vision. Somebody's idea. I come with you with word that works. It works daily. And this is so powerful. Malachi. God's not in need of money. He doesn't need anything. And I told you. Pentecostals say, the book Malachi is a book of tithes. No, it's a book of honor. It's a book of test. And Satan wants you to rob God from blessing you. Because God said in Malachi chapter 3, he says there, he says, you have robbed me. you the whole nation. God, how did we rob you? He says, my word. <laughs> You've defrauded me. Now, rob means... If I steal from you, that means you're not there and I go in your house and I steal your money, your car, your laptop, your VCR, your television screen, whatever. That's steal. But rob, I come personally to you and I rob you with a knife or a gun. And that's what God said. He said, you rob me from the thing that belongs to me because everything, the first portion belongs to me. He says, and you rob me, not because I need it. I want you to be willing and obedient to give it, tithes and offerings. He says, you rob me from what? From pouring you out a blessing that you will not have enough room. I want to open the floodgates of heaven. (laughs) I want to open it. I want, I will rebuke, I want God to rebuke the devourer over my life. Then you don't need to say, boomer, satan, get behind me. And you have a cross and uh, some 91 over open and whatever you try to do. No, no, no. He said, I myself, God said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Oof. Listen, he says, oh, my word. That's why Corona and all these things, he said, I will rebuke and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine drops its fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord. And all the nations shall call you happy and blessed for you shall be a land of delight, says your Lord. Verse 13, your words have been strong and hard against me, says the Lord, yet you say, what we have spoken against you. See, this is very powerful truth that you need to discover. It's the test to move you out from the curse, under the curse. We live in a cursed world and you are not supposed to be cursed. He redeemed you from the curse of the law because he became the curse so that you can be blessed. Now that brings us a very important portion and I'm going to close with this it brings you to the part the art of hearing, listening my word this is so phenomenal and this if you can understand this the law of listening say the law of listening because if you are a hearer only And not a doer of the word. The Bible says you deceive yourself. His word is above his name. Satan knows the word. And they fear. They don't do the word. They fear. They tremble. You know the word is truth. But when I hear the word and I don't do it. There's a law of listening that must come in action. Because Jesus said, a forgetful hearer is a person who hears but does not do the word, the instruction. Now, I'm going to use strong language. You are a hypocrite if you are not a doer of the word and you say, I serve God. Because true disciples and true Christianity Is doing the word. Oh my word. Now. The second thing. If you do not obey Jesus. He said seek ye first the kingdom. Foremost. Then it makes me. No sense. To call him Lord. If he's Lord. Ruler over me. Covenant relationship with him through his blood. Through his love, through his generosity, with his good intentions, a made-up mind. If I don't do what he says, then I cannot call him Lord over my life. Because Jesus said, I, I'll show you how he's a person that, Matthew 7, in the the kingdom lifestyle. And kingdom covenant. He said. Whoever hears and does the word. Shall be linked to a man. A wise man. Who build his house upon a rock. That means. How you handle the word. Determines whether or not you are a wise. Or a foolish person. Wise people. Wise men and women know how to handle the word while foolish people disregard it. That's why we do not act out on things without hearing God's word on them first. Now, why is the word? Because the word of God is wisdom. Say it. The word of God is wisdom. That means the word of God is life and health. <laughs> the word of God produces riches, honor, and supernatural results. comes all out of the Bible. Hearing plus doing the word is transformation. Oh, my word. <laughs> you see, now, now I'm closing. The written word of God opens the door to the spoken word of God. If you don't pay attention to the written word, you will not be able to hear the spoken word. Because the spoken word of God includes specific details for significant success. Number one, the word instruct us to overcome evil with good. For example, continue to do what's right, even when others mistreat you. Continue to be a sower in the time of famine. Oh, my word. Continue to stand in faith when the world is in fear and in turmoil. Our lives are the way they are because of the way we hear and do or hear and don't do the word. That's a mouthful. Hear the word, do the word, and then you enjoy life. (laughs) Disobedience to the written word hardens your heart. To the voice of God. Now, I've put in in writing stuff. Foolish people commonly disobey the word by continuing in the old behavior patterns. They murmuring, they complaining, they returning evil for evil, and they not walking in love, and they failing to sow seeds in this life. So that God can bless them. Being a doer of the word will produce supernatural results. The miracle you and I need is not going to be natural. You cannot work three jobs and think you're going to get out of it. It's going to take a long time. The miracles you need is going to be supernatural. The sadness of God. Peter said we don't have tax money. Jesus said catch a fish and there's money in the fish mouth. The widow of Zerapath said, I have a handful of flour, a little bit of oil. I'm going to bake myself myself a cake. We're going to eat it and die. The prophet said, bring me first. God wants to multiply you. And supernaturally, God gave her an oil well and a grain mill in her kitchen. It never stopped until the famine was over. Your prosperity depends on what you do with the instructions God gives you. Wow. It's important to do specially. And specifically. What God says. You must do. Jesus mother said. Just what he tells you to do. Do it. Turning water into wine. The manifestation. May not be immediately. Or apparent. But God's word never fails. Obedience change circumstances in the midst of you obeying God. That's verse 8, water turned into wine in John chapter 2. When you sow in obedience, you reap manifestations of God's promises. Now allow me for a few minutes just to give you this powerful information. And I'm making an altar call with this tonight. If your life is spinning out of control, then it's time to clear the clutter and put back first things first according to God's patterns and principles. You cannot conquer what you don't confront. If poverty, lack, sickness, we all go through. And I have challenges, but I need to confront them. You cannot confront what you don't identify. What is throwing you off in life that you cannot keep God first? Is it fear? Maybe a relationship that tries to distract you and so consuming and so demanding. I said the other day, I'm too old for things like that. No, no, I I don't use the word. I said, I'm too young for things like that. Is it finances, a lack? Improper motives. I just want to be rich. Is that, that's the wrong motive. God wants to make you so rich that you can be a channel that blessings can flow through you. Your purpose or your destiny. Is it your emotions? Is it that poor health? what it is you need to conquer and you need to confront before you can conquer and you need to identify the thief only comes to kill steal and to destroy listen God has an arrangement for you in this life when something is arranged it's put into proper or systematic order. And God has a time and a purpose for everything. And What needs to be done after today? You keep the main things, the main thing, God first. First in order, in rank, preeminence. We said this morning and we shared powerful stuff. Where God says the first things belongs to Him in order to establish the redeeming covenant with everything that comes after. In God's pattern, that's God's way of doing things, Matthew 6:33. Whatever is first establishes the rest. The first is the root from which the rest is determined now Jesus remember Satan wants you to question the final authority of the word by saying that God say (laughs) do you know why God said it because that now God is not a robber he's not a thief I've said it 7 million times I want to jump through the camera lenses if somebody sent me a message and said God stripped us God brought us to this place now that we, he put the sickness on me, this covet, this cancer. Oh God, let my son die to teach me. There's no scripture for that. God doesn't need to kill somebody for what you have done wrong. (laughs) No, 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 to punish you. Doesn't need to rob you that your family will suffer or make you unhappy. John 10, he said, he's the door. Then he said, the thief, father of lies, the thief, devil, Satan, only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's a murderer. He's a robber. And the way how I keep the snake out of my garden, that I can have intimacy with God and be protected, is by putting God first and follow the instruction Of life. You have such a great assignment. On your life. God wants you. You think this is where you are. And this is how you're going to end. No. God's got bigger things in store. Your work and your business. And your job is just the. That's the sight line. So that you can live out. The fullness. what you were called for. So that you can experience. That abundance. Of God, not enough, not have enough room for what God wants to pour out, and it starts with the phenomenal thing, and I'm closing with the scripture with giving. Now I said again, it's not about money; it's about the heart. Our heart can be so easily polluted by our circumstances, by our lack, and by our need, and or if we have so much. Then we say, no, I really don't need God now. I have made it. And that's where a lot of people make the biggest mistakes in their lives. I've prophesied people that had nothing and they become millionaires. And the sad thing is when they become millionaires, they forget about us. We cannot serve God any longer in this church. It's got asbestos roofs and not uh, from shields and not biscope seats and plastic chairs and all this junk. We're still going with that. Where are they today? Nowhere. The word never change. And what don't we read? God test in Psalm 11. He test our hearts so that you will not say it's not God. Now listen, Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Remember this. <laughs> he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly but he who sows generously first fruits, that blessings may come to someone, that's why we sowers, that's why they must be meat in the house to take care of the orphan, the widow, the elderly, come on, somebody, and the in needy. He says, and he who sows generously, in brackets, that blessings may come to someone, will also reap generously and worth blessings let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart. Say it's a heart issue. If the heart is pure, God's vision is clear. If I do things on revelation of the word, it's very easy to do it. But if I do it out of my mind and I do it because I feel obligated, nobody's going to force you it's the word you and I choose, death and life, the curse and the blessing. He says, he says, my word, let each one give as he has made up his own mind, purposed in his heart, and now he tells us how. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves. He takes pleasure in. He prizes above other things. He's unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Then, and God is able then to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances down, COVID-19, second wave, what waves they say there is. Listen, and whatever the need be, self-sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donations. Oh, my word. As it is written, he, listen, uh, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. And God who provides seed for the sower you have seed, <laughs> and God wants to call you a sower. Seed for the, for the sower, bread for eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteous, which, which manifest itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Thus you will be enriched, In all things, the scripture doesn't talk about spiritual gifts and spiritual talks about money, talks about the issue of the heart, talks about giving, talks about put God first. My God, that's how we got out of our calamities and we still get out of situations when it comes up. By applying the principle, he will enrich you in all things and in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. It brings thanksgiving to God. It brings thanksgiving to God. What you don't know can harm you, hurt you. I gave you the word, the principle of first. My family and myself since three, this is the third Sunday night. That after the service, we take the money we have here and we sow it. We give it as a first fruit. We redeem 2021 and watch us to put it down in writing. You're going to be amazed what God's going to do in February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November and December in 2021. I don't plan for failure. I don't settle for failure. I don't settle for mishaps. I don't settle because I have a made up mind, the mind of Christ. I'm going to do it God's way and God's way carries the guarantee. Here's your prophetic promise. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plower shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all heretofore, barren and unfruitful, shall now overflow with spiritual blessing. And I will bring back the exiles of my people Israel, and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine from them. they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them, and I will plant them upon the land, and they shall no more be torn up out of the land which I gave them, says the Lord. Your God, my word. Oh, my word. That's the promise. The promise doesn't happen automatically. I need to activate him. You have four or five hours. Gustavus, is this manipulation? No, just do what you want to do. I can tell you out of the word of God what works. The woman had to give immediately. Make the prophet a cake. And then the miracle happened with her obedience. It's a year of choices to make the right choice. Listen, tonight, and you need to do it every day, make a quality decision to say, God, I've prayed this thing this morning. You first need me. I give myself away so that you can use me. Our church revival hit. We've seen the glory cloud came in a man with withered hand and feet went up in the air when he landed. He was completely healed. The man died outside the building. He was raised from the dead. Grandmother brought her child. Looks like a chimpanzee, brain damage. Born, Never opened her eyes, never say a word. When she moved under the glory, she opened and said, Mama and uncle, are you here to hurt me? It was the first time. And God restored her. A man that didn't believe in speaking in tongues, he said, oh, that's made up. When he saw the glory cloud and these things that happened, he ran under it in a minister. The power of God hit him and he started, karaba, Karaba," and he still speaks in tongues tonight. I've seen the oil, I've seen the gold, I've seen the manna manifest literally in the name of And as I say it, I'm not here for goosebumps, but I can tell you. There's a presence of God to destroy the yoke, I declare. Tonight, because of your obedience, your 2021, the windows of heaven open. I command Satan, take his hands off God's property wherever you are, wherever you view, because of your obedience to do what God tells you to do through his word. Some people said, I first need an angel to appear me, and then God to speak to me, but I know it's in the word. If you don't believe the written word, you will never believe the spoken word. The written word has been given. The spoken word is just confirmation. If you need that, and you need to build your life upon the word of God. If you're that person tonight, and say, I take it. Abundance, healing for my body. From the top, I, my word, I command fear and anxiety. Somebody's sleeping pattern is completely messed up. I see seven people. It's messed up and you don't know why and you take this and that. Tonight, I command that sleeping pattern to come in alignment with the word of God. You, it's fear and anxiety that keeps you away. I speak the peace of God over you right now. In Jesus' name, there's somebody My word, you are in a fear of tomorrow, the 1st of February, because you say my debit orders and all my stuff. I say your spirit of fear, you have no authority. I command you now to go in Jesus' name. Your needs will be met. You will be out of debt, and you will say there's plenty more to put in store because you follow the instruction of God by loving God with everything. In the mighty name of Jesus, I sat in a meeting there at the Portuguese hall many years ago. Uncle Don Leonard came to the Lord in that services and and a man, there was a businessman, he went bankrupt and uh, uh, somebody took up, that's when Dad Hagen and they was here. They they received the offering, they teach people the principle of giving. And he said, well, the only thing I had left over it's a very expensive golden watch. Now, please, I don't say so watches. I, I'm not in for that or jewelry or don't do, I'm saying under God. And he sewed the watch that week. Somebody came and offered him a watch business and he became very wealthy again. Because in a complete different field, what you sow is what you're gonna reap. Tonight, your family, God's gonna save them. God's going to turn, this. This uh, single mother, you've got a daughter. She gives you nightmares right now in the name of Jesus. I call her back to God, back to the kingdom. Holy Spirit will arrest her by the love of God to <laughs> open her mind. I was preaching in a, a, a little town, uh, Opelousas, and a woman came in on a Sunday morning And out of the the word of knowledge and prophetic word came upon me. And I said, your son is coming back home. And he's going to call you today. And after the words, I don't know sometimes what I say. This woman came to me, elderly woman. And she said, preacher boy, did you know what you just said? My son is away. We don't know if he's alive where he is. He's for seven or eight, nine, ten years away from home. He's somewhere. Now that was about 11 o'clock that morning. So service over that night, and the uh, keynote speaker came back, and there was a woman waiting for me. Man, the hair was done, and she had uh, nail polish complete. and she said, he phoned. And I thought, is she crazy that she had too much communion during that? She said, he phoned, I, because I didn't recognize her from the morning. I said, who phoned? She said, this morning, you said, by the grace of God, my son is going to phone me. He said, at 11 o'clock, he's in the streets of New York, living in the streets. A desire came up to phone mommy and come back home. He borrowed some money. He phoned her and said, mommy, I'm coming home. He came home. That's the word of God speaking over your life. And I released that word. Your, that, that daughter is coming back. Your family is coming back in the mighty name of Jesus. I set you free by the spoken word of guilt. In, I could have, wider, I, 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 right now, it's the enemy tries to build up a stronghold in your mind. You are redeemed from the curse. Make a quality choice never to go back. Repent. If you made something, just repent. That's the golden Say, God, I'm sorry. I had to tell God many times. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. And say, God, I'm coming in right standing with you because I'm not an orphan. I'm not a prodigal. I'm not a black sheep. I'm not there at the outside. I'm not at the tail side. I am the head and not the tail, says Deuteronomy 28. And that's why God's going to do it. Say, God's gonna do it for me. Say now I my word, don't say now. Nah, say get excited if somebody sits next to you. Give them a high five. Say, now it's gonna come to me. And February, you're gonna be a phenomenal, glorious, victorious overcoming month in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't forget about tomorrow, the keys of faith, from Monday to Saturday, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, prayer time with Pastor Emela. We'll send out the Zoom link and come and pray. And everybody that fasted and prayed for these 21 days, God bless you, but keep on praying the agenda, (laughs) praying the agenda. We believe in God for great things to happen in the mighty name of Jesus. If God is for you, who or what can be against you? And it's not difficult to follow his instruction because out of love, we love you. What an honor to serve you. And you are a champion. From our home to your home. Gustave de here of Loftal International in the Western Cape in South Africa. Until tomorrow morning. God bless you.